0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 25 8 sports cast. Super excited to be here with you today. I'm your host, Tommy Fink. And
1: as always, with me today is Jet Rosenstein. And Jed, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tommy. A little bit of a late, late night recording we got in story for you guys today. Episode three, we made it. Um, we have a great show for you guys playing. It's all Super Bowl all the time. We're gonna talk about some of the players to look out for and just the game in general along with other things. So hope you hope you guys are ready and we appreciate you tuning in for another episode.
0: Yeah. And like Jed said, this one is going to be an absolute banger. I'm super excited about it, but before we jump into it, before we get into anything else, please remember that we do have timestamps in the description of whatever streaming platform you're listening to this podcast on. It will be down below and you can just go ahead and click the time and what segment you want to listen to. It'll take you right there. And so, yeah, without, Any further ado, let's go ahead and hop right into this day in sports history where Jet has something cool for us. Jet, what do you got?
1: Yeah, so on this day in sports history, we had another event to talk about relating to Major League Baseball. All the way back in 1974, we had the first arbitration case in the sports history. Obviously, if you don't know, um, arbitration happens when a player and a team cannot agree on a salary number for the upcoming season. This only exists at the moment in Major League Baseball. Basically, you got the club, the player, and a mediator all meeting together in a hearing so it doesn't have to go to trial and whatnot. And then the mediator will then rule in favor of one of the sides. And on this event, back in 1974, Dick Woodson, pitcher of the Minnesota Twins, Um, He was looking for $30,000, and the Twins were only looking to give him $23,000. But based off of the case that Dick Woodson made in this mediation, um, he actually won. The judge ruled that he will get his $30,000 that he was asking for. This is the first of many arbitration cases we've seen throughout the years. At the moment, the record holder for arbitration earnings is Mookie Betts, $27 million, he got this in 2020. Um, obviously, in order to be eligible for arbitration, you have to have played more than three years in the big leagues. And once you reach six years, uh, you are no longer eligible. And obviously, you can elig- you can enter as long as you are not under contract. So this was kind of MLB's implementation in 1974 to give players the ability to not have to you know resign with the team they, that they were on to be able to look for other teams in the market, whether it's through trade, through free agency, and obviously it's, it's evolved over time since then, and it's and it's definitely not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of current players have high praises for Dick there because he uh, obviously makes huge difference for just the way the game is played and how arbitration uh, came to be. So special shout-out to Dick. And let's go ahead and transition here to some Instagram polls that we set out for you guys and, again, to everyone who votes in these because it does mean a lot to us. Uh, it's good for feedback purposes and it's good for just being able to put content in the next show and showing you guys what some of the answers were. Uh, the first question we had was, will Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase have more receiving yards in the Super Bowl? And you guys were very clear and concise in who you thought would uh, out receive the other, uh, but I'm going to ask Jet now.
1: Jet, who do you think will? I think it's a clear answer here. Cooper Cup is going to outscore, outreceive Jamar Chase. Um, he's been on a tear this whole season. And besides the fact that Jamar Chase has a tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, I mean, he just one offensive player of the year, I think he'll have no problem at receiving Chase.
0: Yep, and I agree with you here as, long as, as well as our viewers do. 79% of our viewers voted that Cooper Cup will outreceive Jamar Chase in this one. Our next poll. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? And this one surprised me, actually. Um, 60% of our viewers voted a certain way, so it was close, but 60% of our viewers voted that the Bengals will take down the Rams in the Super Bowl this season. Jet, do you agree with them, or do you look crazy here?
1: Um, I I really would like the Bengals to win, but I just do not think they have what it takes to defeat this Rams team. Obviously, we'll get into it a little bit more, but I do think the Rams come out on top.
0: And I I think these are like two of the most, if not the two most likable quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, so it's hard to root for or against a certain team. Um, the only player in the Super Bowl that I don't like is Eli Apple. Um, just for reasons that you see on Twitter and screwing the Giants out of a first-round pick one year uh, because my dad is a Giants fan, so I also root for the Giants. But other than that, I like every player on both of these rosters, and I'm happy with the outcome either way. But, yeah, 60% voted Bengals, 40% voted Rams. Um, Let's go ahead then and get into who you guys think will win Super Bowl MVP. And this one was not a yes or no question. There was four answers. Uh, and I put this one out, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, Aaron Donald, or somebody else. The most surprising to me was that Aaron Donald had the least amount of votes. I thought Aaron Donald was going to be one of the top three vote getters, obviously. Uh, Three votes for other person. Joe Burrow won this with the most votes. Uh, Joe Burrow, then Matthew Stafford had half of Burrow's votes. So you guys, you guys are either Bengals fans or you just really like the Bengals and the culture that they're building there. Um, I know we do have one very loud Bengals fan who does listen to our episodes and he does uh, reply and he is very clearly team Tommy for the head head underdog picks and shout out to you. Uh, we definitely, as, as funny as it is for Jet and as much as he may not like it, we do really appreciate you giving your feedback. So thank you to that sports fan 111. Special shout out to you. Um. But so, yeah, most of, our, most of our viewers do think that Joe Burrow will be the Super Bowl MVP. And finally, the last poll we had for you guys was a bit of a funny one. Uh, who will tweet more after the Super Bowl? Eli Apple or Russell Wilson? Uh, Jet thinks something is funny, but 64% of you voted that Eli Apple will tweet more. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand with you guys thinking the Bengals are going to win. Uh, because obviously, I don't think Eli Apple is going to be super verbal on Twitter with his NFT profile picture if they lose the Super Bowl. And I do think, however, either way, we can count on Russell Wilson saying, wow, great game with two eye emojis after the game, regardless of the outcome. Um, I thank you guys for answering our polls. And let's go ahead and get into Jet and I's prop bets for the Super Bowl. We bet on an app called Prize Picks, and we both did four-player props for you. And we are going to go ahead and tell you what we got in store. And again, this is not betting advice, because if it was, Jet and I would be a heck of a lot more rich
1: than we are. But, uh, Jet, do you want to start us off here? Yeah, I'm going to start it off right here. Um, I have a four-player parlay in this one. It consists of both, both players from the Rams and Bengals. Uh, let's get us started off on the Rams defense. We're gonna go to the sack department. The Rams are projected three and a half sacks. I am taking the over on that. I think they exceed that number. Obviously, we know the, all the stories about the Bengals having a very poor offensive line. And I think when you have guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller on the other side of the ball, they're gonna wreak some havoc. And I, I think they easily get over three and a half, and we'll hear a little bit a little more. Um, this is part of my bold prediction later on. So stay tuned for that. My next part of this is going to be T Higgins. He's projected six to six and a half receiving yards. I'm going to take the over on this. I think Jamar Chase is going to have a tough time getting, getting things done, getting covered by Jalen Ramsey and the Rams, uh, corners after Ramsey are not that great. I think Burrow finds a way to get the ball to Higgins and Higgins has had some good playoff games throughout these playoffs. So I think he continues to get it done in this one. My next one is another Bengal. Uh, Evan McPherson is projected one and a half field goals made. He has been lights out this whole postseason. He has not missed a field goal, and he looks like he's going to be attempting multiple field goals per game. And I like his chances to make to make at least two in this one. So give me the over in that one. And then finally, we're going to go straight across the board with all overs here. Joe Mixon is projected half of a touchdown i do think he finds the end zone in this one so i will take the over on that
0: okay i I like those i especially like those because we have four completely different picks and that's awesome uh my four are obviously like i said different my first pick is going to be matthew stafford over 278 and a half passing yards I do think he hits this mark. He's hit this mark in four of the last five games. And I think this is, I mean, really, I think we see this between just two of his receivers. Um, I think that's a lock. And that's the worst word to say whenever you're betting, but I'm using it right now. It's a lock. And if that happens, then Cooper Cup is going to have more than 105 and a half receiving yards. So that is my second bet. Um, Obviously these are hand in hand. I don't think you get one without the other. But I'm all in here on the Rams uh, passing game. Joe Mixon, I have him going over 25 and a half receiving yards. He has hit that in five of his last five. And I think Burrow is going to need to use his checkdown options here against this stout Rams front. Um, and I think we're going to see some checkdowns. I think Samaj P. Ryan is going to get some touches as well. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to pick Mixon and P. Ryan because that would just be tough to hit on both. So I'm going mixing here, and finally I've also jet had over uh, overs on all four. And my last pick here is going to be Vanshee Lashawn Jefferson Jr. He is going to go over six fantasy points on the game, and obviously these are PPR points. So I do see him hitting this mark because they like him on the deep ball. So I do see him. I mean, realistically, that's he catches a pat two cat two catches. 25 yards a piece. He's there. One touchdown. He's there. I think he finds six fantasy points here. Um, this is uh, thirty dollars to pay out 150. Hopefully we get lucky here. If I do win that 150, I promise to give away a jersey. So if anyone's God, if anyone's listening, a jersey will be coming out if these four hit. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna pick the winner, but we are going to pick a winner. And obviously, you have to like, follow and listen to our podcast because you're not mooching off of us, guys. You will not mooch off of my great betting.
1: Yeah, we just need one person to listen. That's all. That's all we need. Hopefully, (sighs) there's just one person out there listening. I like those those bets a lot. I I thought about going the Cooper Cup Matthew Stafford direction just because, you know, they've been balling out this whole year. So uh, well done on uh, your part time. Hopefully, we both cash out here.
0: Yeah, hopefully. And maybe you can fork over some money for a jersey as well uh anyway a lot of team tommy guys out there for that reason anyway let's go ahead and dive right into some bold predictions for the game and jet and i both have prepared three bold predictions for you jet's gonna go ahead and give you his first
1: all right i I did a little foreshadowing um a little early on with some of the guys we were talking about and let's continue to talk about one of those guys cooper cup Obviously, he's had a remarkable season. He's broken record after record, whether it's Rams franchise records or just NFL records in general. So let me set the stage here for you. Um, in Super Bowl twenty-three, Jerry Rice had two hundred and fifteen yards receiving. That's a current Super Bowl record. Cooper Cup is going to break that record in Super Bowl fifty-six with two hundred and seventeen receiving yards, an end to end, a remarkable season that he has had obviously culminated in the Super Bowl win if they win as well as offensive player of the year Um, my next one is tied to the Rams defense I talked about them a little bit before back in Super Bowl 10 the Steelers had seven sacks the Bears in Super Bowl 20 had seven sacks and the Denver Broncos in Super Super Bowl 50 had seven sacks the Rams are going to break the record for most sacks in a Super Bowl. They're going to have eight sacks, and I'll give you a breakdown of who I think is going to get those sacks. We're going to see three from Aaron Donald, two from Leonard Floyd, one from Vaughn Miller, one from Brandon Gaines, and one from Safety Taylor Rapp. Um, obviously, the, the Bengals' offensive line is, is, an, is an issue, and if they can do what the Titans did to them a um, couple weeks back, I think the Rams are going to – break some more history in this game and then finally in this game obviously we have some guys that are you know able to you know get down the field in a hurry while i might not be including them in this more prediction they're definitely going to be a part of this game there are going to be two 50 plus yard touchdowns scored in this game one from von jefferson and the other one from tyler boyd wow what do you think tommy
0: i think I think I can see both of those happening as far as the 50 yard touchdowns. I think eight sacks is a little outrageous just because they did seem to figure it out. Um I think that that those that front line seemed to figure out against Chris Jones and the Chiefs. Um <clears throat> obviously the Rams are a different animal. But I think they figured out a little bit. And uh I have some bold predictions. They're not quite as bold as Jets. I don't have everybody breaking records in this one. Um but I do have uh, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, both throwing for 375-plus passing yards oh. in this one. I have I have this game stand in the air and living through the air. I have this being a high-scoring game. I realize Jalen Ramsey is out there. Uh, I realize that we have a bunch of just good players in the secondaries of both of these squads. Um, I, I think it, it's going to live through the air. Next one, I have OBJ. Going quiet in this one. Wow. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have an off game. Not necessarily an off game. I don't think he's going to like have drops. But I don't think he's going to put up the game we saw last week. Uh, and I don't think he's going to put up anything really remotely close to this. I think he goes for maybe three catches, 60 yards. That's what I'm calling for OBJ right now. And finally, P. Ryan, The bearded legend is going to find pay dirt. So my JP Ryan will find the end zone in this one, because like I mentioned earlier, um, there's going to be some dump offs from Burrow in this one. Uh, P Ryan, obviously they love him in the passing game. He's quick, he's elusive and he's a good pass catcher. I think we will see him find the end zone in this one, Jet.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are definitely predictions. Not really sure on the, on the level of boldness, how bold they are, but you know, those things are not always going, you know, guaranteed to happen so i guess they're a little bit bold obviously not on my level which i understand i'm one of the boldest people when it comes to the podcasting industry but um yeah we'll have to see which which one of our predictions comes true obviously my predictions uh bank on records being broken and yours just bank on normal things happening like touchdowns being scored so yeah i mean listen um
0: i don't really know where you think you run the industry from with these bold predictions. But this industry is ran by people much higher up than you. You know, your Colin Cowherds, your Joe Rogans, your Tommy Finks. These are the people running the podcasting industry, especially as far as bold takes go. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into our X Factor segment, where Jet and I are both going to list an X Factor for each team. Uh, Jets going to cover the Rams. I'll cover the Bengals and we're going to give you one offensive and one defensive X factor uh, for both of these teams.
1: Yeah. So offensively for the Los Angeles Rams, I think this is a a no brainer for me, a guy that really needs to get going. And I think if he does get going, the Rams are going to have a lot of success in this one. I'm going to go with running back cam Akers. Obviously he missed all the regular season after suffering a preseason Achilles injury, um, while in the playoffs, he has showed some positive signs when, it, when we're talking about his acceleration and his burst. However, he has had some rough moments, including holding on to the ball. He had two fumbles lost against the Buccaneers. He's also averaging actually 2.8 yards per carry. So not something you want to see from your starting running back. And obviously, you know, Sony, Michelle and Daryl Henderson, who are more than quality backs, they're going to be a part of this game plan with Henderson expected to be back, but with the Bengals gonna try and key in on Cooper Cup and OBJ, it's possible that the Rams wanna start off this game, leaning in on their rushing attack, get the game going flowing, develop a nice play action game and get that offense in a groove. I think if Cam Akers, you know, finds some holes and, and and gets the gets off to a great start, we could uh be hearing from a, a big game from him after this one is all said and done.
0: Yeah, and I can absolutely see that. Uh it's hard to, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that. It's hard to guard and protect all of those mouths uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give your defensive or should I hop into my offensive first?
1: I'll just I'll just give my defensive one while we're okay. still on the Rams subject. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of great players that I, I know for sure are going to show up like the Aaron Donalds, like the Von Millers, like the Jalen Ramseys, but a guy that really needs to show up if the Rams want to guarantee that they win this game is going to be one of their corners, Darius Williams. Um, He's coming off of a very subpar 2020, 2021 season after he really impressed back in 2020, he had four picks in 2020, none in 2021, obviously with Jalen Ramsey, his main responsibility is going to be limiting Jamar Chase's production. That's going to leave Darius Williams with the rest of the Bengals receiving core, including Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. When you're looking at their physical attributes, there's a little bit of a mismatch. When you see Tyler Board is 6'2", T. Higgins is 6'4", Williams is only 5'9". That's like me on an NFL football field. However, the difference between uh, Darius Williams and myself is due due to the athletic ability and agility that Darius Williams possesses on the football field. What he loses in the height department, he makes up in the speed department. Um, I'm expecting him to re- really show up in this one. He has dealt with injuries all throughout the 2021 season and has been thrown in some very tough situations. He's he's had to guard guys like Gronk, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz all throughout the season. Obviously, being that he is five nine, those are huge mismatches. He ended he actually ended the season with a PFF rating of 43.2. So not a great showing from him in the 2021 season. And while Tyler Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are not easy matchups at all, they are more than doable for Williams just based off of his skill set. If he's able to shut them down and limit more of the Bengals' op- options, the Rams' defense is going to have a field day.
0: Yeah, uh, I I have two things to say about that. Firstly, it's going to be tough because uh, T. Higgins is also a very big body receiver, just like the Kittles and the Gronks, obviously not as uh, – you know, not as heavy, not as strong, but he is, uh, what's it, uh, he's very comparably tall. Uh, secondly, jet, I think you could have passed for 5'10, 5'11. I, I think you shortchanged yourself there.
1: Maybe a little yeah. bit. I, 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 tend to maybe em, embellish my head a little bit on my uh, license on my license it says five eighth and three quarters. So I, I wasn't really being realistic there. Anyways. So,
0: <laughs> all right, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and call you 5'10", if anyone asks. Okay. So, I do have some X-Factors here. My X-Factors are a little bit more conventional than Jets. Uh, my first X-Factor on the Bengals' offensive side is going to be Joey Bengals. Yes, I made the nickname up. Yes, it's going to stick. He is a Cincinnati Bengal until the day he steps off of that football field. Uh, Joey Bengals is going to have a great game. Like I mentioned earlier, I think he, I think he has the potential to throw for 400 plus yards here in this one. Yes, with Jalen Ramsey. Yes, with Williams, who you think is going to come up big. I think he's going to come up very, very puny. Jet. I think he will come up so small that it will hurt that Rams team immensely. Uh, let's go ahead and hop onto the defensive side. Yeah, you you really thought I was hopping on the defensive side, Evan Mick. McPherson <laughs> will be the second X factor here. Jet Evan McPherson is going to break the record for field goals in a single postseason, And he's going to do it with four field goals. Uh, he's going to do four field goals. That's 12 points by himself. He's going to have four extra points. That's going to be four, uh, 16 points. Glad you can do your math. Look at that. I could do, I could do my ma- I could do my math jet. And I'm telling you right now, uh Evan McPherson, fear the fearson, whatever you want to call the guy. He's going to show up and show out, and he will do it again and again.
1: Yeah, I love the Evan McPherson call. He is definitely a true X Factor. Not so sure about the Joey Bangles one. Um, he's he's definitely he's definitely a star already, and obviously he starts to prove he can win the big game. So I, I get I get the direction you're going. Um, I would have went in a bunch of other directions, but that's just, you know, the difference between you and I. And that's what makes this podcast so good. And let's go ahead and transition here to a little bit of an interview
0: style segment. I'm going to interview Jet, um, and he is going to answer my questions. Jet, does that sound good to you?
1: Yeah, that's how an interview works. So I'm excited.
0: All right. I don't understand what this, uh, like, uh, I don't. I don't think you realize that you're not the main character here, Jet. But anyway, let's go ahead and hop right into it. Uh, First question I have for you. Who is going to be the better running back core in this game coming up?
1: I got to get, I mean, when we're talking about the best running back on both sides, it's Joe Mixon. And I get the, the, the Rams have a bunch of quality running backs, but I'm going to take Joe Mixon and Samaji Pirine over the Rams running backs. Um, Joe Mixon had a career year and and Samaje Piran is is a very good backup okay so we're at one nothing right now in the Bengals favor
0: I'll go ahead and jot that down really quick Uh, next question who is going to play better at the quarterback position in this one jet
1: yeah, this is a very, very close one. Obviously, you referenced how Joe Burr and Matthew Stafford are poised to have really big games in this one, but I'm going to give the edge to uh, Matthew Stafford, who is a veteran. Obviously, this is the first time he's going to be playing in this big game. But during the regular season, he broke some records, obviously, touchdown passes and wins. And in the playoffs, he has been spot on as well a six to one touchdown to interception ratio. And obviously, he has an insane chemistry with Cooper Cup and I think there will be times when Joe Burrow is the better quarterback, but in this one, it's Matthew Stafford.
0: Okay, okay, so one-to-one right now, and question I have for you, it is said, Jet, that you are only as good as your worst player. And so this makes me think, this makes me really wonder, because obviously we know Cooper Cup and OBJ are stars. We know Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are stars. So really, do you think there's a massive edge between those t- two top twos or is the bigger difference be- going to be between Boyd and Van Jefferson?
1: I, I think that the difference is going to come down to Tyler Boyd and Van Jefferson, and I referenced this in my bold prediction that I think both of them are going to have a 50-plus yard touchdown. And with with potentially Jalen Ramsey shadowing, um, Jamar Chase and Darius Williams potentially you know he could have a good game in this one I think he will guarding T Higgins that obviously leaves Tyler Boyd but on the Rams side obviously Cooper Cup is still gonna have a good game no matter what obviously you have some questions about Odell not having a a great game in this one but I think it's going to come down to Tyler Boyd versus Van Jefferson who can have the bigger day
0: and so who are you taking who's who's going to be the better wide receiving core in this one
1: I this is, this is really tough um I'm gonna side with the Rams on this one just because they do have the best receiver on the field in Cooper Cup obviously did you know triple crown first time since 2005 fourth player to do that since 1970 Odell has been in, in remarkable since he joined this Rams team but I think what with what Van Jefferson's able to do and take the top off the defense, I think he's going to have a big touchdown in this one, something he hasn't had in a couple of games. And I just think that with this whole Rams offense, the way they've been flowing, I think it continues on in this one.
0: Okay. So you're two to one in favor of the Rams here. Uh, For the record, I am two to one in favor of the Bengals. I agree with you, but I'm going to give a very slight, slight, absolute, like the smallest edge that you can give. I'm going to give it to Joe Burrow over Matthew Stafford. But next, let's go ahead and hop into this one here. And this one is interesting because both of these players are, I mean, they're, they're both very good at their position. Who is going to have a bigger and better day? Matt Gay or are we going to see a better day from Evan McPherson?
1: For me, this one's not even close. It's Evan McPherson. He's been wow. on fire throughout the postseason, 12 for 12 on field goals, four for four on extra points. That's 16, uh, 16, 16 total attempts. If you're, if you're counting that uh, Matt Gay, you know, he's, he's a pro bowler and he had a fantastic season, but in the playoffs, he has had some kicks that keep, keep you questioning. He had two makeable kicks that he left short, bringing his total to seven for nine on field goals. Obviously, both kickers are outstanding, but Evan McPherson has ice in his veins, and I do not expect that to stop.
0: Next position here, let's go ahead and hop into the big man, the tight end. Who's going to have a bigger game in this one, CJ Uzoma or Tyler Higby, both coming off of injuries?
1: Yeah, both coming off of injuries, and um, I think it's going to be very hard for them to make impacts in this game. I do think, besides let's let's not talk about Tyler Higby for a second. Let's talk about their backup tight end, uh, Kendall Blanton. He's had some very um, nice nice games throughout these playoffs, and he looks like the he's not your typical tight end. He has some burst at the tight end position. Obviously, you're seeing that more in this era. But um, if this question is about Rams tight ends or Bengals tight ends, I'm gonna take the Rams tight end in Higby or Kendall Blanton because I don't really know what kind of cj uzoma we're gonna see because on a normal day i would take him though
0: yeah i agree i went with the rams tight end uh group here as well um next question and final one uh without the need for a tiebreaker if there is a need for a tiebreaker we'll hop into another one uh the defensive unit who do you think is going to play better on the defensive side the rams or the Bengals?
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to give some credit to the the Bengals defense over these past two games. What's actually funny is all three of their final defensive plays this postseason have been thanks to the play of their secondary. They've gotten a pick. Obviously, I've got Jesse Bates, Chidobe, Owuzie, Mike Hilton, Eli Apple. They've been playing pretty well throughout this postseason, but. I think it's a clear advantage here, and that's the Rams' defense. When you got guys like Von Miller and Aaron Donald, who are two future Hall of Famers, coming at you, along with a guy that's on his way to a Hall of Fame, Jalen Ramsey, um, that's not going to be any fun for Joe Burrow. On top of that, Von Miller has been great since he joined the Rams. He has one sack in his six of his past seven games, and Jalen Ramsey af- actually broke broke some record this year he was the only player in NFL in the NFL with 15 plus passes defense and five plus tackles for loss continues to make plays even with um, the Rams moving him around more in the slot more this season he continues to step up when they need him most the Rams just have a better unit overall but we do have to give credit to what the Bengals have done as of late
0: yeah I agree with you and so you do have the Rams winning this one four to two uh for me I have them tied because of my Joe Burrow pick. Uh, But I do think the only problem here with the Bengals' defense is that every notable player that you just listed, every single one of them is all in the secondary. And that's just a problem because the pass rush hasn't been as good and it's not even really comparable to the Rams pass rush.
1: Well, well, they do have some guys um in their in their pass rush when we're talking about one of their biggest free agent acquisitions in the offseason, Trey Hendrickson. Yes, Hendrickson and has been great. As well as, as Sam Hubbard has been really good in the postseason. He actually leads the team in sacks. So they, they have guys, it's just they just might not have the big names like the Rams right. do.
0: Yeah, and and I still think it's I still think it's worth saying. And I would stay with my statement that I do think uh, the four guys that you listed in the secondary are still uh, just, they're more impactful on the game than Hendrickson, even though I know Hendrickson has been getting double-teamed, so it's harder for him. Um, and I think that opens up doors for Hubbard as well. But for me, I have a tiebreaker, so I guess I'll ask myself this question and you I'll, can answer I'll as ask well. You, I'll
1: ask you a question, Tommy.
0: Oh, okay. Listen.
1: Yeah. Um we're looking at these coaching staffs, that's which, what I was gonna ask myself. Which which coaching staff do you trust more to to win you a ball game? Um, unfortunately here because I do want the Bengals to win this
0: game. Unfortunately, I, I I don't trust Zach Taylor. To be frank with you, one bit, I think that Sean McVay is more experienced. I think that Sean McVay has a better playbook. I think that Sean McVay is better at play calling. Um. A lot of the, a lot of the offensive plays the Bengals were running, honestly, throughout this whole entire playoff series, uh, not playoff series, this whole entire playoff season, it it almost like watching the games. I don't know if you felt this way at all, Jet, but it it really almost felt like they were trying to lose ball games. they were, like they've had the three closest games I've ever seen, and it it was like, it, it just felt like there was just something not clicking, regardless of them winning the game or not. It just felt like – sometimes it felt like Joe Burrow wasn't getting the ball enough, and then it seemed like they fell in love with the pass. I don't think there was a good mix. I, didn't, I haven't seen any trick plays whatsoever, and that's something that you will see from the Rams. You'll see and, – and Matthew Stafford as well is, is great at improvising. You've seen the guy throw left-handed touchdown passes. Obviously, that was due to injury, but like, I, just, I just see that the Rams are a better coached team as far as uh, discipline. And I also see that the the Rams are a better coach team as far as just play calling in general.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, obviously, this is this is not Sean McVay's first game in a Super Bowl. He's been here before, and, and experience is a, is a lot in, in situations like these. Zach Taylor doesn't have it just yet. Obviously, he's going to be get it, getting it in this one, but um, wouldn't be surprised if someone like Johnny Hecker threw a pass in this one. That's just, you know, where the Rams get creative and someone like the Bengals don't, so we'll have to see what happens.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I have them winning 4 3. You have them winning 5 2. I see that we're both in agreement that the Rams are the better squad. I still have a gut feeling that, that Joey freaking Bangle pulls this one out. I don't know why. I just have the
1: feeling that Joey Cincinnati pulls this one out. Give me a, give me a score prediction and who, who is your winner for this game? 34 27
0: Cincinnati I'm
1: gonna go 3128 Rams
0: okay so we Ram, both have Ram, close games
1: Rams don't cover the spread in my mind it
0: it's impossible to to obviously predict like a a blowout in the Super Bowl because these are like the two representatives of the best teams in the NFL because they've proved it uh so obviously no one's gonna pick like a 28 to three blowout that ended up in super bowl 50 when the Falcons blew out the Patriots and Matt Ryan got his ring. Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, uh, seriously though, we, it's hard to predict a blowout. So everyone's gonna have close games, but I do think that we both agree. There's going to be a 30 and a 20, and it's going to be relatively close under the wire.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, it's going to be an exciting game, and um, I'm sure you know. Just like everyone listening, we are we are very excited to see uh, what the outcome of, of this game is because this is this is probably one of the biggest and best sporting events of the year. So we're looking forward yeah. to it. And we
0: really do thank you guys for listening to yet another edition of the Twenty Five Eight Sports Cast. Uh, if you got all the way to this part of the episode, uh, go ahead and DM us on Instagram and say. Just say the word cheese. If you DM us on Instagram and say the word cheese, we will, we will have a special special something for you. Uh, and this is a good way to help us uh, see if people are listening all the way through and hopefully a reward for you guys if you did listen all the way through. Um, but other than that, go ahead and click the link in the bio of our Instagram or TikTok, and you will find everything that you need to find 258 Sports whether it's emailing us or following our other socials or finding our YouTube channel, which we're going to start posting on more. We're going to get caught up with that. Uh, It's basically just going to be the podcast with our faces. So it's a little bit more personable Uh, and maybe you'll see some middle fingers thrown in there at some point because jet, because jet likes to do that for some reason, the guy's hostile. Um, Other than that, guys, we we really thank you for listening to another edition of the 25, eight sports cast. I'm Tommy. This is Jet and 25.8 SportsCast. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you (laughs) next time.